All right, hey, we're back with another uh, post-Supercross wrap-up story, preview, review kind of thing. This is Billy Rainford here. Uh, we have got uh, Hammer Time in the uh, in the house here again. Hammer Time, thanks for uh, joining us again. Thanks for having me, Billy. It was a good time last time, and uh, I'm looking forward to it again. It's a, like I always say, it's a good time of year for me. I'm not working 24-7 for about another month yet, so lots of time on my hands. So, yeah, let's do it. All right, try not to blow it. And uh, hey, joining us this week, uh, we ha almost had him last week, but uh, didn't work out. We got Greg Poisson. We got the fish in the house. Greg, thanks for jumping in. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, sorry about last week. Um, just kind of got my schedule mixed up, and yeah, happy to be here. And uh, yeah, stoked to, uh, to be a part of it. Well, you're a busy guy with many obligations. <laughs> Billy, you gotta you gotta give Greg the the proper entry. It's poison, poison, poison. That Greg is poison. Oh, wow, God. you committed to that. I committed. I'm a singer. <laughs> Bell Viv DeVoe in the house. You know. <laughs> you, you you know it. Oh, see, now I'm gonna go Bobby Brown. Oh, there you go. Well, I mean, hey, that that that's the segue right into the uh, the two fifty winner of the night, George Michael with the win. <laughs> Jeez, oh, I know, I see what you did there. That's Greg's. Yeah, yeah, George Michael with the win, and he did it without a careless whisper. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, hey, let's not jump ahead. We'll get to that. But this is going to be fun. We got the three of us here shooting the breeze. Here, it's going to be fun. Um, Let's talk, I mean, okay, so we've moved on to Indy, had a huge snowstorm. You should see the snow I've got here at my place. It's crazy. But uh, right off the hop there, did you guys happen to see, we got one Canadian racing right now. we got Guillaume St. Cyr. Dude tried the inside move in the start of his heat race, or no, in the LCQ there or whatever, and got completely taken out on the inside into a tough block. Must have been Osby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Osby's uh, one to go for it for sure. Um, bummer for St. Cyr. I mean, it's, it's always cool to see someone go down there and commit to, uh, to racing, you know, against the big boys. It's, it's always been something we've talked about. You know, I know Hammer over the years has, has been very vocal about guys just going down there and, and making a go of it. I remember on the forum days and whatnot, uh, you know, just telling people to go down and, and make a chance or take a chance and do it. It's cool to see St. Cyr going down there and doing it now when I think it's, it's harder now than it's ever been. Um, you know, I think the, the gap between these, these local guys and the, and the top top racers is as wide as it's ever been. So it's cool to see St. Cyr going down and doing that and giving it his all, but the guy just can't seem to catch a break. So, um, yeah, bum for him, but uh, it's cool to see him down there and try him. Yeah, nothing but respect. It's uh, Like I've said over the years, more guys should do it. and But I'm telling you, it takes balls, balls of steel. I mean, to, to line up for a Supercross, I mean, back in the day, I did it, and I'm telling you, you feel so big at home. You feel like the man. Everyone's looking up to you. You go down, and you're on the starting line. You look over at some of the guys beside you. I remember my first ever. I actually raced uh, Seattle Supercross when I was 15. I lied about my age. <laughs> Gary Bailey actually talked me into doing it. I was at a motocross school a couple of days before, and he said, yeah, go ahead and do it. And my first, heading out for my first practice, I'm sitting on the line and I've got Tyson Boland on one side and Donnie Schmidt on the other. And I'm telling you, I never felt like such a little piece of shit in my life. <laughs> nice, man. Nice. Now, what do you, what do you think? I, I think, too, like a, lo a long time ago, Supercross tracks used to basically just be weird, wrapped up motocross tracks with odd jumps and things. And 
it didn't used to, of course it was different than motocross, but I feel like more guys could just throw a bike in a truck and go down and give it a shot. Now it's just so different from moto. Do you think like, what do you think there guys about like, should more guys like our top guys go down and do it? I mean, they're up here obviously getting their salary for their, the Canadian series. Like, what do you think? Like, why is it Guillaume that's down there and why not the other guys? Cause someone commented on, uh, on, on social media. Yeah, I figure, you know, it's, I, I, I personally think that the gap is so much different nowadays. You know, back in the old days, I think a guy's bike that he could just get, take it to pro circuit, you know, and get it ready. I think they were much closer to what the, the better factory bikes were at the time. Maybe not those handmade bikes like Lachine and Bailey and those guys were on, but, you know, just overall now it's just, I mean, it, it's crazy. Like for, for an average guy to jump on their, uh, to jump in their truck and head to a supercross, their bike is no matter what they do, it's it's not competitive at all. And and um, you know, again, like like we say, how deep it is right now too. I mean, it was a couple of rounds ago. I mean, Jason Anderson gets lapped, right? So you look at that and you wonder, you know, how a, how just some average guy can go and do it. But you know, hey, that's what life experiences are all about. So I wish more guys would try. It's fun to cheer for them. Yeah, I think it's it's the days of uh, I remember JSR going down and. And, uh, I mean, this was outdoors and stuff. It's a little bit different, but I remember the days he went down and, and, uh, what year was that? I'm trying to think. He was on a, it's like 04, like or 05, like CR250 practice bike and, and went down to one of like New York or something like that. He's, and, uh, whole shot one of his motos. Yeah, it's outdoors again, but the still same concepts apply. And, and, you know, it, it, he's able to do that. And now it's with Supercross, especially the skill sets there. You got to be on it for months previously like you got to really commit you can't just show up and 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 you know expect to, to even qualify and it costs so much money to get involved and, and uh i remember you know having a conversation actually um you know we'll segue this later but uh um you know with uh another canadian going down and he's going to be racing the the other the west coast supercross um his dad was saying hey like do you think we need to revalve his, his uh suspension from the arena cross out west to, to race supercross and i kind of looked at him and said yeah yeah you do <laughs> it's uh it's a totally oh. different ball game yeah so and that's and that's what sucks about uh it's getting hurt is that he he had it all right he had the bike he was down training at bakers i mean it just couldn't have been a better situation and then for that to blow up i'm i'm still depressed about it now and how do you think you know, you got a guy like Jess Pettis, obviously looks like he belongs down there. Do you think seeing him with everything that he had to go down, now are guys less likely to just throw their, you know, try to throw on some supercross suspension and go make a go of it? You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. It's like uh, it's guys aren't doing it for the experience anymore. You know what I mean? The guys like, you know, our top 10 guys are not doing it just for experience. And I don't quite understand why. Yeah, I think there's a lot of groundwork that you need to do, just uh, the logistics of, you know, getting licensed. You know, I mean, it's so expensive for one. It's, it's confusing to do. Um, it's just a commitment, you know, and, and then, you know, they, they know they've got no chance. I just, I don't see it happening. I, I, as the years go, go on here, I mean, who do we have right now that would even be a consideration to go out and race that stuff? You know, you look at, uh, you look at some of the young guys that are doing well. I mean, maybe, a, maybe a kid like Piccolo in a few years or something like that that's got a lot of, you know, that grew up in the barns too. Like you've seen the guys that have done it and done it well in the past, you know, they're all barn guys, right? You know, 
all the, the beatens and the dusties and all those guys. So that experience goes a long way, but you know, the East coasters that aren't, aren't growing up with a lot of indoor experience, you know, it's, it's a stretch for those guys to ever get a shot at Supercross. Right. For sure. And he's talking about the barn. If you're just listening, you don't know that. He's talking about Chilliwack Heritage Park out there, the future West Moto series. I kind of groomed certainly a lot of our, a lot of our indoor guys, man. You can see all the kids from BC with all their indoor skills for sure, man. It really definitely pays off. But, but again, it's, and then, you know, we're up here, we get, you know, kids are playing hockey in the winter and have full-time jobs in the off-season. You know, you go down south and they're, it's it's 12 months of the year, they're on it. Yeah, no, like I say, that the gap has never been further apart, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. I think um, the dream of a Canadian having any success in Supercross is all but over unless Pettis gives it another crack next year, but, I mean... You know, and he's already got a good bunch of that experience under his belt. But yeah, I just don't see it happening. I think as uh, Canadians, you better pick your favorite American on Saturday nights for the next bunch of years. Well, well, here's the thing too. I mean, Jess, his goal was to turn some heads and get maybe picked up by an American ride. Like he wants to end up down there against the best. And I mean, how many guys up here want to do that anymore? Like you say, is it is the gap that much bigger now? You know what I mean? It's just it's getting worse. It seems. Yeah, super hard. I don't, uh, again, I don't see it changing. It's, it's a little bit disappointing, but hey, you know what? Those, uh, those guys are just lucky to be having a Canadian series now. Let's hope that stays intact. I'm hearing all sorts of weird stories about money and how hard it is to run a series right now with COVID and everything else, you know? So yeah, I don't see anything happening with Canadians racing supercross anytime soon. All right. Well, Greg just, uh, mentioned that, uh, we do have our, current our reigning future s moto arena cross champ casey keist he's uh now down there at, with uh, kevin urquhart down there at menifee a bulldog training facility and he's going to be given the west a uh, shot um assuming everything goes smoothly getting his license from cma and whatnot which he's jumping through the hoops right now uh, a kid like that guys what do you think uh what do you think about him yeah, i think with uh <clears throat> with casey is casey's got a lot of a lot of natural talent with him it's it's more about keeping it on the on the on the rails and, and keeping it uh keeping the focus going and not getting discouraged you know he's, i've seen him ride indoors i've seen him ride uh you know i've seen him ride gopher uh when he was doing the the supercross there and doing the vision build stuff and and he looks good he's a really like really talented he's really smooth when it comes to that technical stuff and and uh you know he's still young so he's kind of got that fearless uh kind of attitude as well which is nice because then you know as you get older you start to to think about things too much and, and it's just one of those things um that uh, the older you get the more you start to think about uh you know maybe not hitting that triple out of the corner every lap but you know he's still young enough that he's just gonna stack up and do it um so i think he's gonna do well he's got some decent bikes and you know he's, he's back with uh kevin again which i know he's been with, with kevin off and on for the last few years so obviously believes in that program and and he's, you know, riding at the, the, the good, the good public supercross tracks. And I mean, I don't know. I, I, I gotta have faith in the kid and, and, uh, I give him credit for going down there and trying and, and, uh, you know, he's, he's gotta give it a go. And it's, you know, we, we gotta just hope for the best and, you know, and, and there's just nothing but, uh, but positivity on that side of it. It's, uh, you know, there's no one else lining up. So we gotta get, uh, get behind him. Yeah, I'd I'd love to I'd love to see him do well. I mean, there's no question he's he's got the talent. I mean, even going back to his mini bike days, I think it was 2014 when 
you race the U.S. Open, I mean, I think you got a six-one moto against all those, you know, best mini bike guys in the world. Like I, I remember, all of us had a, had a party going that night, and we were jumping up and down. We were so stoked, and and so yeah, there's there's no question, you know, I, things. I you know I wish things had worked out better for Casey. I mean, I you know I don't know what it is. It's if it's a lack of training or, you know, who, who knows what, right? But obviously things haven't turned out well for him but things he's on a roll right now right he just won a bunch of those arena crosses and and uh talent wise everybody knows he's got that in in bunches so you know if he um if he gets to you know these these next rounds and he's not intimidated and he's in decent enough shape and he doesn't get pumped up you know with some good starts who knows you know he's got the skill for it right for sure kudos to uh the carlson racing guys over there for getting him giving him this chance and He's got till uh, what February twentieth till uh, the second Orlando when the West starts. So he's uh, he's got some time, man. He's I know he's down there at what, State Fair, Hemet, and uh, Lake Elsinore and stuff. He's putting in the laps and everything. So man, uh, yeah, he he's got potential for sure. I mean, he looked at that future West this year. He looked really good. Yeah, yeah. So he's got to stay out stay out of the uh, Temecula. The myriad of nightlife and uh, keep his nose nose to the grindstone and hopefully I mean how good is it going to be though just to see another Canadian I mean I'm all for it man I I hope he kills it really yeah exactly shout out to the the Carlson team and those guys because it's uh, it's not often that a Canadian team I mean the the, the Red Bull KTM guys did it and uh, you know that that's a bit of a stretch I mean not so much of a stretch for them they've got the resources but for a private program like uh, like the Carlson Racing team to to give their resources like they do to uh, someone to go down. And, I, you know, they don't get anything out of this at all. I mean, they don't get much out of the Canadian Series either. It's more of a, a passion project and a, a real, I don't even know what to call it, just, uh, uh, just you know, Brent and, and Trevor and them. Uh, they're just really good people. And, and, you know, they're doing this on the goodness of their hearts and realize the Casey really wants it. So I hope the Casey make the, the most of this, which I'm sure he is. And, and uh, you know, we got to really – us as Canadians got to thank them as a as a family for giving us the opportunity to to uh, you know cheer him on because without them I I don't know if they'd be doing it you know I know it's, uh, it's a lot of time and, and resources to pull this off so especially with the way yeah. the is right now good on them for sure yeah for sure and and also if you if you look at the um, I mean the results sheets and stuff like that the entries and stuff like that you kind of I mean, it's really tough at the top, but it kind of, it, it thins out for sure, the East Coast. Now, he said, like, he's been at, uh, just when I spoke to him on Friday, he was saying that uh, he's been out to the practice tracks. And he's like, oh, my God, judging from the riders that he sees, the West is going to be pretty damn stacked. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I I think it doesn't matter in Supercross which coast, you know, it, it it's fast. Those guys are all fast. I mean, anyone that's going to line up for a Supercross. I think the biggest thing with, with Casey, and I've said it already, I'll say it again. The biggest thing for guys is not to get mentally swamped, you know, by that level of competition. You know, if he can go in there and ride like himself and not get intimidated, then, you know, who knows? Things, good things can happen. All it takes is a good start. Fitness isn't the biggest thing, obviously, in Supercross. So if he's in decent enough shape and he can ride with the talent that he's got, maybe he can do something. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, the thing is too with that is, is consistency and, and longevity is, as we've seen with the East Coast so far as guys get hurt and, uh, you know, look at Forkner, Hampshire. I mean, those are the top guys, but there's, there's still two guys that are not in the main event. Um, you know, it's two spots. Like, you know, if Casey starts 
the first round two spots down in the main event, then that's two spots that he automatically gets up, you know, if, if we look at that, the West Coast. So, um, you know, he's just got to keep moving and keep improving. And, and guys, as we know, unfortunately, get hurt. That's just the nature of our sport. And, and uh, he's just got to keep, uh, you know, keep going strong. And, and like I said, just realize that, hey, if he doesn't make it the first round, you know, if I, I think the West Coast is going to be similar to the East Coast. So I think they're going to race Saturdays and Tuesdays and then Saturday again. I think that's how it's going to work. I'm not 100%, but um, I also think, are they going to be racing? Is West Coast Atlanta? Uh, or is yeah, that, is Atlanta's that, uh, West. Yeah, so that's outdoors, eh? That's not indoors. That's yeah, it's Atlanta Motor Speedway. Yeah, so that might be a, a it's going to be a, a from what I hear, a non-traditional course, a track, whatever you want to call it. So That'd that be might, awesome to see something different. The drivers yeah, so are going to see a different course? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so that might work, right? That might, that might help them out a little bit. It's not going to be the you know, traditional indoor style stuff it, it might work so that that could be something that he looks forward to and and uh i think anything out, outside the ordinary uh you know stadium style stuff is going to work in his favor so hey like let's keep going and then he's just got to keep if he stays healthy then i think he's going to do well right on yeah for sure for sure i mean right i've i've been to that atlanta motor speedway i pulled off at uh just south of uh south of atlanta thought oh there's a starbucks so i pulled over and i was on a sunday or something wouldn't you know it? I pulled over and there was a bloody stock car race and I was sat in traffic for literally two and a half hours of all the places to pull <laughs> off. All the, all the, it's the one I decided. I'm like, are you kidding me? It was horrible. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so I know where it is. All right. Well, Hey, what do you want to do? Uh, so let's talk about, um, yeah. So the track, would you, the track looked like something out of a video game when we first saw it. What'd you guys think of the track? I was excited. I was, I mean, I was just excited something different after uh you know three races in the same place this whole thing is so weird nowadays but uh i like the track it it um obviously we knew it was going to tear up and 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 get you know get in rough shape luckily this week the lap times were a little bit longer three or four seconds longer so maybe that helped the track a little bit it still wore out guys were having to jump through the whoops again and stuff like that but i don't know i like some of those sections and you know the night made for some some good racing so i was all for it yeah, the uh, track was still pretty short. I found like I think the 450 guys, the 250, like they were doing sub 50 seconds in laps. Like I think it was 47 seconds in, in qualifying. So, I mean, to me, I think that's that's pretty short. Um, even by the end of the night, I think they were still sub 50 seconds. But uh, I like the track. It was cool to see some big jumps and some nice floater stuff. It wasn't just your, you know, Houston was pretty. As the rider said, pretty tame. Um, you know, hard to, like, pretty one-lined and then hard to kind of make up time here. It looked like you could, there's some guys doing some different stuff. And if you actually look, there was, like, over that over-under, uh, there's some different lines going up over that that uh, that jump. So, like, the left side was considerably lower. Like, I know Jet Lawrence and Broxson both took that line a lot and were, like, just coming up over the top of it where guys were going to the right and popping really high. So, like, there's different variations of things. And, and uh, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really cool. And, I like that dirt too. That it's nice to see that. I, I was never a fan of that West Coast hard packed, uh, you know, blue groove stuff. I like seeing some ruts and and making it a little bit more harder for the guys as opposed to that one line uh, West Coast stuff. I agree. I like seeing. I like a track that's got more options and softer dirt and things like that. I I was actually surprised. Like the word on the street was was that the dirt was going to be super super wet. It was actually everyone was surprised. It was a little bit drier than 
what they were expecting for the time of the year. But yeah, it made for good racing and like like Greg said, you know, good options and stuff like that. So I was I was pumped on it. Yeah, yeah. So hey, so well kind of, let's get to kind of the main events here and kind of talk about some of the stuff that went down. But before it, like earlier in the day, you guys obviously saw a tough break for young uh Max Volan there going down that hip or leg issue there. Yikes. That sucked because he's been doing everything right. I mean, the guy has, uh, he's been, first of all, I think he's been doing better than everyone expected, but he's been doing it with good, good style, grace. You know, he's, he hasn't been getting into any issues. He hasn't been riding over his head. I've, I've been super impressed. That whole KTM game plan with, you know, no pressure and just going into it to learn. I thought it was just going, you know, right as planned. And then for that to happen was super disappointing. I got high hopes for the kid. He's got a good style and he's got obviously one of the best programs behind him that you could ever want for with his dad and his uncle and um you know the whole ktm being so big on him so yeah that was shitty and unexpected yeah i i heard i don't know if you've got a actual diagnosis yet i heard it was hip potentially i i also hear it's femur um so i'm not sure uh, yeah yet. i i haven't heard i heard the same but i haven't heard anything concrete on it yet i just I hope it's not the femur. Maybe, maybe if there's any luck, he's just banged up and out for the night. Well, but they said we'll dislo- maybe dislocated hip, but uh, I haven't heard positively either. Yeah, no. it's, uh, it's a bummer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things with him. I, I mean, like he was just racing minios like this year, and I was to me like I, I mean I don't claim to be, you know, an expert, but I, you know, I was like, what the hell is going on here? Like this is he was a, a B rider. He was on 125s or 150s. I mean. Like just a few months ago, and I was like, now he's racing shoot like the pinnacle of the sport in the world. And uh, I mean, he's he's done like as, as Hammer said, he's done he's done really really well. And uh, didn't come in and didn't try to ride over his head. You know, got tenth the first round. I mean, that's a that's like a win essentially. Like made the main event. I mean, how many times have we seen rookies come in on factory teams and not even make the main event? And uh, to come in and 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 not crash his brains out was huge. And you know, made a mistake in the whoops, which ultimately I think is. The hardest part of Supercross for a lot of these guys is the whoops. Um, cause they're the biggest, they're the hardest, they're the things that we don't ride growing up. Um, I mean, every, like, I think everyone can kind of, you know, hit jumps for the most part and figure out rhythm sections, you know, for the, for the most part. It's the whoops that really do, you know, even to this, you know, season pros are the hardest things to, to get through consistently. So, um, you know, bummer and, and hopefully he comes back and, you know, gets rid of the handguards in, indoors. I, I would never like that. That's just, that's <laughs> he, he, he reminds me of Travis. He looks like yeah, he does. 199 with those on. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I know it's, it's crazy, man. I, I hope he's all right. And, um, and yeah, the whoops are always, I mean, even, even Jet, you know, for as unbelievable as he is, that's where he's been having his difficulties this year. And he's got the body for, for hoops and everything else. But yeah, it takes, uh, it takes a lot of skill and commitment. I mean, that's another thing too. You talked about, Canadians going down and everything else. I mean, can you imagine on track walk and you take your first look at one of those and go, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Right. So. Hey, what, what about uh heat two? the old, uh, the payback there between Moseman and, uh, and jet Lawrence there, the takeout. What'd you guys think of that? Oh, that was just beautiful. I mean, <laughs> they were, they, 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 they did the exact same pass to each other, almost to a T. I loved it when they replayed from the week before it was, yeah, I thought it was great. You know, look, I mean, the, like they always say, in order to win championships, you can't make enemies, and that was a prime example right there. I loved it. I was uh, that's been 
I honestly believe that's been missing a bit in in pro racing and in the Supercross level for sure in the last few years. I mean, there's been guys that have obviously had their rivalries, but uh, I think the the new rivalries have been missing and guys just going in and, and the new guys kind of coming in and just, you know, just going for it. And, and that's what I like about Jet a lot is that Jet uh, comes in and he wants it. He doesn't really care. You know, he's got that charisma and that attitude. He's like, you know what, I'm here to win. And, and I don't care what I got to do to get through. And, and, you know, that'll wear off eventually. You know, he'll kind of learn and mature, but I, I don't know. I'm a big fan of him. And, and, you know, he, he cleaned down Moseman last week and, and he, he even said, he goes, yeah, that was a little bit dirty. He said it on the podium. He's like, I had to do some dirty stuff. And he knew it was coming. He 100% knew it was coming. And I guess, uh, I read some comments that, uh, after the race, he was going, he went after Moseman and his mechanic stopped him and just said, no, no, like, you know, you're, you know, he kind of earned it. And, uh, and Jack took a second because he's only 17. Like he's still like, like he's a kid. Like we, we often forget how young he really is. And I remember at 17, I was, I was uh, full of piss and vinegar more often than not. And uh, for him to, you know, to react that way is totally normal. But uh, the kid is so fast. Like, I just can't. Oh, last night was, last night showed it. Like, he was going so much faster than anyone else on the track. It was crazy. I mean, he was nearly last, or if not last, then he, he was passing everybody two and three abreast. And then, of course, he, uh, he ran into Tommy Dew on the face of that wall. He was back down again, and then almost, you know, basically almost caught. Well, he, oh, he, he did catch Christian. That was a nightmare. Christian fucked that up so bad, running running them both off the track. I mean, you didn't need to go to that extent. But where I was going with that is, is like, Jet basically tore apart that whole field. I mean, if there was another two or three laps and he'd gotten by Christian, who knows if he'd even caught both the pace that he was going. So, guy's unbelievable. Yeah, if you look at the lap times, which I did after the race, he ran the fastest lap time of the race at the end of the race, faster than Colt did all race. So, I mean, the kid is, he's the future of the sport and it's cool to see kids of his, like, you know, they've, they've been saying it for years. And, and, you know, you look at the guys like, like, you know, Martin Davalos, Christian Craig, and even Colt, these guys that are in their latter years of their, uh, of their 20, you know, later years, the later twenties and, you know, the, the 250 class was originally planned to be a development class and people were making careers of it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I have no issues with that, but that, that wasn't the original plan. And you look at guys like Jet, who are, are, are kids and look how fast he's going now. And that kid, you know, he's 17 and he's going to be in the 450 class before he is, you know, I, I think, you know, before he's in his early twenties and, or, oh, you know, right, knows right, right away. I, I guarantee you probably uh in 2022 he'll be there like if he clean like i think next year he's going to own the entire sport i think he's going to yeah. win championship both indoor and outdoors next year and maybe straight to 450 like and again too he's all he needs to do is put on a bit more muscle he's got the length he's, he's got a he's got the perfect body for, for supercross and moto and going going the speed that he's going and all that charisma like you were talking about greg i mean this kid he's gonna fucking own this thing like he's got the travis type you know, he's, he's got all of the, the perfect, perfect riding skills. You know, he's, he's maybe not as flashy on the bike as like a James Stewart, but then who was, but next, next to those, you know, few super, super top guys, I've never seen anybody come in with, with so much going for them, man. I'm stoked on this kid. Yeah, he was, uh, there's a lot of pictures going around and, and what I liked about him is, um, there's a lot of pictures anyways of him after the race up against the stands and he was sitting like up against the stands with his, 
head in his hands and he was crying. And it's, you know, it, and it's, and I, I don't dog the guy for that because he felt robbed and he was pissed about what happened. And, and you know, it, it's something that, uh, I think it was Mathis actually posted about it. And they were, and I tripped him, I know, in our, our group, uh, text last night was saying that, you know, he got fourth and why did he get interviewed? Because people want to hear what he has to say. He's got that charisma and he's, and he wants it so bad. Like that's why he was, he was upset because he got cleaned out and, and you know, whether that was a mistake by Christian and he didn't intend to do that or, or whatever the case may be, um, you know, it, he got robbed. You know, it wasn't his fault, whatever the case, it's racing, but you know, he's going to come back and, and, uh, he's got such a strong future. Like it's, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, throw anyone under, under the bus, but you know, his brother was originally the, the reason why Jet, I think, got the, the hype that he did, but I mean, for Hunter, sure. Like Hunter who now? Like really, like what's, what's Hunter? done in the last few years that hunter's definitely got his his difficulties indoors but and you know but he's already shown some stuff outdoors obviously you want a motor yeah. already and that bike was terrible i mean yeah everybody knows that that bike has finally got got itself together this year but i'm going i'm going to say this right now hunter just might be like the guy that everybody's forgotten about that could win a whole ton of nationals this summer you know outdoors he's really fast and um you know, he's not as natural as his brother indoors, but I'm not ruling Hunter out yet, especially when it gets outdoors, and especially now that that bike is, has got a decent motor in it. So, um, you know, he was, all those guys were just up against, you know, they had no chance basically against those star bikes and even the PC bikes for that matter. So, yeah, this summer, man, who knows if Hunter has it all together, he might, you know, be contending for the title. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's, Billy, I guess what we're getting a lot. That's okay. Here, but let's, let's, uh, I guess we'll go on to Colt Nichols. I mean, Colt ran away from it. I was uh, not not surprised. You know, it's actually kind of funny, guys. So I rewatched the race today, and uh, they had a graphic come up, and I I kind of got a little bit confused because they they were showing Colt's uh, uh, Nichols' um, stats from the year, and I was like, what the heck, like they they had his results up. And they said podiums for the for twenty twenty or twenty twenty one, three, and then one win. I was like, what the fuck? Like, there's only been three races. I had to think about it for a second. And this was before the race was even done. I thought it was kind of funny that they'd already had him up that he won because he hadn't won a race this year. Maybe I'm wrong, but I. Yeah. That was crazy. George Michael. George Michael with the win. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to look him up because he was running a a cross earring for a few few years. And I, uh, he's George Michael to me. That'll never change. So. Do the um, do the George Michael do the George Michael image search on Google, and with with the with the facial hair, the flashy earrings, the handsome look, and everything else, man. Like he's he's literally he's literally like the lead singer of Wham. I can't get over it. It's hilarious. I think he let a, yeah, you got. I think he let a, lit a leather jacket on fire after the race. He's got he's he got the face. He had the he's got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's not hurting. Uh, Curtain with the chicks in the pits after the races, that's for sure. <laughs> who, who knows? I don't know like what he's doing, but I hope it works. Right, yeah, I guess I'm no sure doubt. we were waiting waiting for the yeah, guy to I get knew. a start because we knew uh, with a start he's and I don't understand like how he just looks like he's got Christian Craig handled now. That's because that's because Christian Craig's gutless. He's got <laughs> no heart. I mean, that that guy for for the for the talent that he's got on the bike. He's just a total shit for brains racer. He's got zero racecraft. 
he gets intimidated if he can't blow his perfect laps. And he's got no dog in him, man. Christian Craig is like the biggest letdown ever. He's won, what, two Supercross races in his career with that type of skills and always being on good equipment and everything else. Like, just, just to see him cower like that when Colt started to inch away from him a little bit in those opening laps, zero fight, you know, just, I'm so down on the guy. You know, I just, I wish that he, I don't know, it's almost like he needs a mental coach or something like that because with those types of skills, there's no way that he should be, you know, where he's at in his career. It's, it's lame. I just don't get, like, I like Christian Craig. I like, I like the, he's super smooth on the bike. Like, he's, he's a, I like watching him ride. I like watching him Oh, the him best. Ride. I like, like the best, man. The best in the whole yeah. stadium in either class. Yeah, I like watching, like, he did, you know, he rides a 450 well. Like, I feel like he's, he's got everything that he could ever need to be one of the best. Like, I don't know. Except, except I, for heart. The guy's yeah, got no balls. He's got no heart and no balls. Yeah, and I, like, I don't know. Yeah, Hammer, I, I honestly think you're right. And I don't like dogging the guy, but like it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's like when the going gets tough, he, he doesn't know how to, to fight. And it's it's like one of those things. It's it's like like you said, he's he he was. I'm hoping he'd come back last night. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're struggling with, like he's got the best bike in the class by far. And something they were talking about um, on the commentary was like. They're saying that he had a light on his handlebars that was on the entire time um, he's riding, but then he starts blinking when he comes off the track. And it's then a, it's a steering Bruce, lock. Start talk- what, what's that? It's a steering lock. No, it's not. I'm kidding. No, anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> I think it's so, probably like a reminder for him to keep his intensity up or something like that. Like, who knows? Well, I don't know. But it's, it's the guy, he reminds me of myself, like when I was a racer. I could lay it down, but man, I was such a pussy, like, if things weren't going my way, I'd rather just be at the lake. And that was the end of it. I hate to admit it. I'm the guy that shits on all those guys now, but I was no better. Well, he, so anyway, so what I'm getting at was that <laughs> they brought it up because it was so bright. It was like, you'd see it the entire time the camera was on him and they, they brought it up and then they threw it down to, to Daniel Blair and Daniel had asked the team earlier in the day. And they actually said, they go, it's a reminder. And but they wouldn't say what? Daniel, hold on, let me get to that. And then, Daniel reminder for what they they wouldn't say they go it's just a reminder for Christian and I think it's I don't know if he's smoking his clutch or he's he's doing something but I think he's I don't know what he's doing but like clearly the guy's trying too hard or like I I know we just say he's not trying but something's going on where he needs to have a fucking light that you can see from a satellite on his bike (laughs) to tell him what to do or what not to do like I don't know what it is maybe he's overusing the clutch or he's revving too hard or he's doing something but like it. It, I don't know. It just came on his bike, I think, this round or last round. Um, yeah, and I'll, and I'll tell you what, man. It's it's over for him already. I, like, after after round one, you know, he was, oh, I'm going to fight this year. And he came out and won and everything else. But it, he's done now. Like, he's mentally defeated. We've seen it every year. And that's going to be the end of him. I mean, I, I got the feeling that pretty much I, – I think that if things go right, nobody's going to beat Jet. Um but uh, I think, you know, between Jet and George Michael, I don't think anyone else has got a shot in overall <laughs> for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think Jet's going to win. I ultimately think like, my prediction for the rest of the year, uh, rest of the East Coast anyways, is Jet's going to win more rounds, but he's going to, he won't win the championship. He's either going to win and then he's going to have issues like, yeah. like last night, like run into some guys or something's going to happen. Um, but I, th- I think, 
Nichols is going to win the, the title. I think he's just, you know, he's got that. I don't know what the, the spread is right now. I can look it up. Um, but uh, we're looking at 96 points for Colt Nichols. So there's an eight-point spread between him and Craig. And then there's only five back to Lawrence and Craig. So that's 13 points from uh, Lawrence and third to Nichols. So it's still not over, but. Maybe if uh, maybe if uh, Colt wins, he'll uh, he'll do the wham rap on the podium at the final round of the year. Would not be sick. Yeah, you guys, you, Greg, Greg, you're too young to even know what the fucking wham rap is. I'm sure. Don't I am young, but like, don't count me out, man. I'm I'm into that old stuff. <laughs> uh, you know what? I already I already sang once on the show, so I'm not going to sing the wham rap right now. I want to hear it. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. Trouble. I'll just I'll look it up on uh, on on the YouTube afterwards. There you go. If you guys if you guys want me to sing the Wham rap, you'll have to do one of these shows on a Saturday night about ten o'clock after I'm long into my uh, third third or fourth bottle of wine. Then I'll cut it. And the, and the flatbreads. Yeah, yeah, and the flatbreads. Yeah, all the flatbreads were out last night, boys. <laughs> third or fourth so, uh, bottle. Jeez. All right, what's that? What do you want? Third or fourth bottle of wine. That's that's moving. Hey man, I'm I'm not here for a haircut. When it's time to drink, I'm all in. One day a week only, boys. I work too much, so but when it's my my shot to go for it, one day a week, I'm all in. I'm not here for a haircut. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so really so, can't. So the podium last night was uh, 250. Was Cole Nichols, Michael Moseman gets up there, and uh, Savage. What's that? The Savage. Yeah, he was awesome too, though. You know, I mean, he was, he was, every round he's gotten faster. Like, you know, he was just a tick off of the top guys this round. You know, he faded a bit at the end, but his, his lap to lap speed throughout the night was solid. Like, you know, if he keeps this progression up, maybe he's a guy that can jump in there with Jet and, uh, and George and, and, you know, see what happens. Who knows? You could even win one if he keeps it up because, he was hauling ass last night, and I love that attitude that we already talked about too. So, and obviously those bikes are good. So he's uh, hopefully he jumps in there and, and can stick his nose up front. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I was uh, I, I I like the, the podium. You know the differences between the guys. So it was uh, last night. It was Nichols, Moseman, and then Shimoda. Shimoda is just a sleeper. You know he's a consistent guy. Um, but Moseman, you know he, he makes me laugh because he's like, yeah, you know I just gotta as real consistent and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he felt like he kind of earned that podium and straight up, he wouldn't have been on the podium if it wasn't for Craig and Lawrence with two corners to go that he wouldn't have been on there. But, uh, and then, and then, and then he calls, and then he calls God a savage. That was, that was awesome. Yeah. That was kind of funny. And then Shimoda, uh, you know, right afterwards says, yeah, I'm just thankful that, uh, uh, Craig and Lawrence kind of took each other out. You know, I, that's why I'm here. Like, it was just kind of funny because he fully gave him credit because he's like, I wouldn't have been here. I would have been fourth or fifth or whatever <laughs> if it wasn't for those two. So it just kind of makes me laugh, just the differences of, of opinions on racers, right, and their attitudes towards things. Shimoda's like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't be up here if it wasn't for those two. So, you know, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I said he wanted to earn uh, earn a real podium. Uh, Shimoda, yeah. I, he's... uh. Man, I don't know what to think so far. He's so smooth and so calculated. Like, I'll tell you, he, he looks good. I keep wondering when he's going to be able to pick those lap times up just a tenth, you know? He's just, he's not far off, but he's not quite there just yet. But, um, he, he definitely doesn't look like the guy that's going to be taking himself out of any, any motos. Like, he's super calculated. I love the way, I love watching him ride. 
You know, you just need, like I say, just maybe a hair more intensity and who knows what can happen. And, I, and you know what? PC needs him. Like we, like we touched on last time we talked, Billy, like, I mean, I, I swear to God, I think Mitch Payton has completely lost it. Some of his hires are just fucking terrible. Like Darian Sinai, you know, Jordan, Jordan Smith, like, fuck these guys. Jordan Smith can't finish a moto, let alone a series. And when he does, he's always going backwards with his good starts. So, you know, I don't know. I, Pro Circuit, they, they need to get a better relationship established with the kids out of Loretta's or something like that. But I wonder, you know, Mitch is a guy that doesn't take losing lightly, but he's been a loser now other than, what, AC for like five years. Been, I think I think Darian and I was a fill-in because of the guys that he had. Like he, his, his main roster were all hurt last year. I think he was he was a fill-in because I think he, like I think three or four of his guys were hurt along with Mitchell Harrison in the outdoors. So I think you know he he was a fill-in. I don't think he was a main guy. No, um, for sure. Even even but, though still like I I remember I what was it? It was uh, I think it was one of the Salt Lakes. And I got a decent start and just waited for everybody to go by. Like that's he's on a PC bike and he wants to start from the back. Like I was just thinking, fuck Mitch. Like I don't know. It's it sucks to see it's, that that whole winning tradition has just been flushed down the toilet. And you know, well, they were the now, powerhouse. Yeah, exactly. They were the absolute powerhouse. They were the they were the team that you wanted to be on to be. They you were the team you wanted to beat. They were everything. They were like the 250 team that is now Star Racing Yamaha. That is, that yeah. is the team you want to be on. Is is, uh, is Star Racing Yamaha is now that team, and and they have the best bikes. They have like look what they do. I mean, they're they're some of their choices are a little suspect too. But I mean, that's they've obviously got a good plan put in place to do that. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then the, and then the one one of the last titles they could have had, Osborne just fucking dives bomb Versace. And puts him in the dirt, and that was the end of that thing. That was awesome. That was still one of the most amazing racing moments that I can remember in, in the history of watching Supercross. The, Wasn't it Davalos? Was a little off, little off track, but that was insanity. Wasn't it Davalos he took out? It was, no, uh, it, was it, it was Osborne, Osborne that uh, yeah, took out for Sachi. Oh, it was for that Sachi? That, Osborne, okay. And he came yeah. from like way, a like dead last, last. It was either the last lap or the last, like, second last corner or something it was like it was do or absolutely die in vegas and yeah he had to he had to get by him and he didn't have to put him on the ground because i think he just had to pass him but he like it, that that was it and, uh, i mean he still would have made money but that I, I had a ton of respect for osborne after that because that was you know the titles mean something to certain people and and uh you know he changed his trajectory and i think he won outdoors that year too after that yeah no so, yeah he won both and he's like even last night, you know, he is such a fucking savage. That guy can go from last and, and peel through a pack of guys of this quality. And it doesn't matter how down or out that guy ever is in any moto. He's, he's just such a scrapper. Like, and he's not young. Like, I think, what is he, 32 or 33 now? And, and he's still getting better. Like, man, I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Zach, you know, and, and he's, you know, I, you can't judge everything by riding style, but I don't think that he, necessarily comes by it as naturally as a lot of guys like i mean he's he's no simon homans but he doesn't look great on the bike jesus no he was yeah, <laughs> the thing with him that's a that is a hilarious reference by the way but uh he uh and the thing about him is he has to work hard he's a naturally a husky kid he's like i remember him 
when on amateurs, he was fat. Like he was a big. Oh yeah, he was a, he snack was a chubby pack. kid. Yeah, snack pack, pack on this one. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was fat. Fat little He still isn't exactly slight. Like he, he still is a. He's not. He's not chunky by any means. But he's yeah, he's not, a little tank. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's thick and, and anyways, but yeah, he's he's an art. Yeah, he came through. So that, yeah, let's move on to the four fifties, I guess now. Well, hang and, on, uh, I got one more thing. I, I want to start a, uh, I want to start a campaign because Hammer Time, you'll like this. Uh, not only okay, Jet Lawrence is your guy. He's trained by Johnny O. Rides a Honda. What do you say we get him out in a pair of Johnny O's old Gators for next round? Oh, bring it on, man! Like Johnny O was like literally the coolest guy ever. I mean, there was. You you could count on one hand how many dudes had as good a style on the track, off the track, everything is Johnny O. So yeah, hey, Billy, you've got a set of boot gators, man. Let loan them yours. <laughs> we got to start a hashtag. Where Johnny's gators or something? I don't know. Would not would not be the best, uh, man. Last round, if he if he's uh, if he's got a good enough lead and he showed up with Johnny O's old JT boot gators on, that'd be insane. <laughs> he's uh. Yeah, he's and Johnny O actually shreds. The, he's a multi-time national XT mountain bike champ too. Like he's a he's gnarly. I think he just had a knee replacement not that long ago. Either like the dude's gnarly. Like he's he's uh, gnarly. Oh yeah, yeah. Him and Je- him and Jeff Ward are like the two most legendarily gnarly guys that still are gnarly. Like look at all yeah, what I mean, we're off track, but look what Jeff Ward did after his career. You know, like almost won the Indy 500. Oh, by a second, yeah. You know, wins all those supermoto titles. Like anything the guy does, he's just full in. I love the guy. Do you follow him on Strava or whatever? See when he posts his Strava routes? Holy shit. See some of the oh, yeah. mileage and elevation? <laughs> Johnny O was, uh, I remember, who was it? Jeremy Martin was talking about it. And, and uh, when Jeremy Martin was uh, was training with him, and uh, he said, like, he was, like, he couldn't do some of the rides that Johnny wanted to do. Like, it was, he just didn't want to do them. Like, he's like, this is too hard. Like, there, it was just, it was some of the gnarliest stuff they've ever done. Like, it was, you know, and it's, it's, it's something to be said. Ricky still gives him props, you know, and, and, and you know, everyone says Alden, 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 like Alan Baker's the best, Alan's it. And there's nothing against Alan Baker by any means, but, you know, I mean, I don't hear Ricky talk about Alden as much as he still talks about Johnny O'Mara and all these commentaries he's doing on the Supercross. I mean, he talks about Johnny every race. He says something oh, about yeah. Johnny. Yeah. Johnny's like such a legendary badass. Like, just a lifetime of, of clean living and fitness and, and dedication to the sport and, and mountain biking. Yeah, he's nothing but good things to say about him. Any of these young guys that are lucky enough to be trained by him, like, all you got to do is just follow his model of his lifestyle and you'll be successful at whatever it is that you choose to do. So, and wear gators. good to see him still around. And wear gators. And wear gators. Exactly. Hey, you know what we didn't talk about, guys? Before we get to the 450s here, uh, we didn't talk about the return of Todd Harris. What did you guys think of that, The uh, him in for Lee Diffie? Cricket, uh, I'll cricket. Say, I guess I'll jump in on that. Cricket. So that's, uh, <laughs> it kind of reminded me, and I, I said it last night in our text, it was like, uh, it reminded me of him and Cameron Steele. Like, those were, that was a kind of a funny time in Supercross. Um, kind of like a transition when we kind of got into the mainstream um, I forget who took that on. Was it THQ or, or somebody? Like when we, I remember when we first got into the to the main, you know, X Games and, and everything was really coming out. It was like Cameron Steele, Jamie Little, Todd Harris. Um, it was a it was yeah, Jerry big. Bernardo. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Jerry. I remember him. Yeah, that bald guy, Jerry Bernardo. He had the he was wearing yep. sunglasses at night and stuff. Like he was like, <laughs> yeah, Jerry Bernardo. Yeah. He's a character. Yeah. So. uh 
I, I think it's good. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I wasn't a huge Ralph fan. I had no real beef with the guy. The guy made come a lot on. of no, no, Come hold on, hold on, man. Hold hey, on. Ralph's my boy. He's a, he's a legitimate pro. Let me finish. Let me finish. So, this is what I think about Ralph. So, I, I think Ralph was good. And he wasn't bad. He had he made mistakes, whatever, but he wasn't bad because we, the Supercross, this is the thing that we don't, like a lot of people that are on message boards and everything don't understand. We need someone like Ralph. We need a, a, a person that sets the guys up. We need someone that, you can't just have like Ricky and Jeff and whoever else, like a bunch of ex-pros hanging out doing this because it doesn't appeal to the masses. You have to have someone that is an average Joe that is, you know, an ex-NASCAR guy, an ex-this guy, an ex-trained color commentator that, you know, is, is, is there for, you know, to, to make this professional. Because I, let me tell you, like, when Jeff first started, that guy was horrible. When Ricky first started, he was brutal on the Terrible. Night. Terrible. Yeah, they were, br- they I, were like, brutal. I can't, I can't believe Ricky's progression. Like, sorry yeah, to interject, they were, they but were I had to bring it up. Ricky was fucking atrocious. But Ralph was a professional, and he was good at what he, like, he was good. Uh, yes, he did make mistakes and blah, 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 whatever. But, like, it's also, he. I realized, I read his Racer X interview the other day, and he's been doing this for, like, 15 years. He's been oh, doing yeah, this off and on. So, I mean, it's time to make a change. I do like the idea of Lee Deppy because he's, I think he's, he's Australian, I think it is, or I think he's Australian. And, uh, you know, it, it brings a bit of international flair, which kind of makes our, our sport look a little bit more global, which is nice because there's a lot of global talent. You know, it's not just like, uh, you know, we're not racing in the backwoods of, of, you know, Louisiana or anything. Like we've got a lot of Australia, like, look, international talent like look at Roxon, he's he's from germany you know we've got the lawrence brothers we've got you know muskins from uh from france like it, it does it, it adds a bit of international flair which i do agree with um for sure i uh, like harris, actually i i like i like harris better than uh than leroy Dippy myself i thought harris did a good job yeah he did i i do like like harris was a bit of a throwback for me for sure i don't know why he was in instead of uh Diffie. i don't know what the deal was with that but uh you know, it was it was cool for sure. Ricky's gotten really good. I like Ricky in the booth now a lot. He's Ricky provides an insight that nobody else really can, and he he does do a really good job. He um, is he's he's gotten so much better, but like that's the that's the Carmichael dedication. You know, yeah. he's he I've I've heard bits and pieces here and there about how dedicated he is to getting better and working with trainers in that regard, and it's really showing. Because yeah, I I'm pretty comfortable with him in there now. But man, it was it was fucking hard to watch the first couple years i think you just quoted. yeah i read i read an article i think it was or there's something to do with him that i think it was espn or i forget who speed or something they did like a day in the life of of uh of ricky like before he you know he was uh like he was first starting out or the first couple of years in and he talked about it working with a with a trainer uh speech therapist and stuff like he was really dedicated but that's what ricky does like that's just he's just a gnarly dude and and you know he wants to get better at something, so he dedicates his life to getting better at it. And uh, you know he was he's he's gotten really really good. So yeah, I think Todd Harris is good. Um, they all play a pretty specific role. Uh, you know, I'm not as big a fan of Daniel Blair. I don't know. I don't really. I don't. I have no beef with the guy. I just I don't know. I think he he puts himself in positions where he's. You know, he's he's never really. He, been. I, I know what you're. I know what you're saying. Like I like Daniel. He does go a little all in, though. You know what I mean? He gets himself yeah. in pretty deep. I, like, I totally get what you're saying. 
in that in that regard. He's I don't know. I I think you know he's got a he's coming around though too. You know, it's man. I'll tell you, like I've done some of that stuff actually. After I broke my neck, I was um, I was announcing some Canadian uh, arena cross championships. I did one in Red Deer. I did I did a few here and there, um, and it's like I like to think I can talk, but when you're under the pressure and running the show like that, it's 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 an art form, man. It's it takes a lot of experience, and so you know these guys are pretty fresh at it, but they're working their way through it, you know, and and yeah, it's 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 a hard job. Oh, I I don't know how. I mean, I honestly don't think I could do it. It's it's easy to sit here and and kind of talk shit, and you know, it's, as everyone does, they can sit here and judge. But it's uh, you know, yeah, like I said, that's that's what we're here to do. So yeah, no, uh, see, there's not there's nothing better than shit talking, man. I made an art form of it in the Pink Palace. <laughs> <laughs> I actually made quite a lucrative living just talking shit. No, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, no, it was it was good. I think God was uh, was good. I don't know how long. He- kick around for but uh i think they're they're doing pretty good i think um i can't remember her name now but uh the the woman they have on the floor has gotten better over the years she she was pretty brutal for a few i think it's just a it's a sport that we it's not like nascar or anything or f1 or any of the sports like we the people that watch it are experts in it and that's the thing like we don't watch it like you know you you can watch nascar and you, you don't really know you can watch it your whole life and you don't really know the ins and outs of it. I think that we as the fans of Supercross or Motocross know because we participate in it. You can't go out and go race NASCAR on a, on a you know a Sunday after watching Supercross. But you can go out oh, and get a pretty sure. good pretty good picture or an idea of what these guys do or what goes on in the sport um, from watching the race because we do this you know, I don't want to say the same thing, but we do something very similar. So you know, I, I think that's why we can be over the critical at times of, of, you know, these people doing. Uh, oh, yeah. And that's what, and you know what? It's, it's so weird. Like of all the shit that goes down in Supercross, if you go on the, on the message boards and stuff like that, there's more bitching and complaining about the announcing than almost anything else. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's it, either you love guys or you hate guys in, in that field, it seems like to me. Hey, I, I got one question before I forget. Let's have a poll here. Who's the sketchiest guy in Supercross? And I'll throw some names at you. I here's my list. I've got, <laughs> and this is in, this is in no order. I've got A Ray. That's an obvious. I've got Bogle. I've got Dave Thorpe, aka Brandon Hartraff, and <laughs> I've got the Ecuadorian. Okay, so who's the sketchiest guy in Supercross? Are we talking four fifty? Are we just talking four fifties right now? Because I was all four fifty. Well, we're talking overall. You can throw any name in the hat that you want. So. Uh, okay, you guys yeah. go. I'll be right back. What's that? You guys go. I'll be right back. Okay. All yeah. right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna throw in. Uh, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw. A Ray is pretty sketchy. I don't know how A Ray breaks bikes as much as he does. Like that guy last year was breaking bikes every time he rode them. Uh, and and then he, and even when he's like riding well, like last night he was riding well. The guy has the misfortune of. Uh, of landing on uh, whose bike did he land on again? It was Vince uh, Freeze. That's, that's yeah, he landed guy. landed right on Freeze's bike. Like the guy's got no luck. No, so Vince Freeze. I'm I'm throwing Vince Freeze in the mix there. Um, yeah, that's 100%. a good one. That's a good name. Yeah, Vince Freeze. I don't know how he is like, and and these are guys that are way above my caliber. And that's the thing. I don't want to. I don't want to act like I'm better than anybody. But it's you know I don't know how 
I, I don't know how they continue to do what they do. Like Vince Reese is, is whenever there's something going down, he seems to be there. Like I don't oh, get no, it. I for years get it. now, forever, yeah. for just this is ten years of this. Vince Reese is is 100 percent on my list. Um, Al Trey's on there for sure, and and I don't. I just feel like that guy just doesn't have any luck. Like it's just one Bogle, of Bogle. Bogle's a fucking like man. When Bogle came in, he was supposed to be the next thing, and look what he's become. Like he he can't even finish a moto. It's crazy. No, Bogle's uh Bogle's a. Uh, we could have a podcast on Bogle alone. I think because for him, I think his interests are somewhere else, and he's just talented in in racing dirt bikes, and I think he has. You know, he doesn't know anything else, so that's why he continues doing what he's doing. But like, we're just talking about guys that are, are like, you want to watch because they're going to do something sketchy or something's going to happen. 100% free. Um, Davos has his moments. I feel like Martin's actually a pretty decent rider. Like, he's, he that's, just that's the problem. He, he's a super talent. Like, yeah. Even, even in his 250 days, there were some nights where, like, speed wise, nobody could touch him, but he won very few races. All the same, like there's something yeah. always goes down with the guy. He's such a sketch job. I'm gonna say I'm gonna add Forkner in there too. Forkner's another guy oh. that like he turns his brain off and he he just he well, and what well, brain? You know, what brain? He's got no brain. Like yeah, that's the best no call. That's the best call you've made all night. Forkner's got to be at the top of that list now for sure. I mean, yeah, what, he, those guys. He, he's a he's a he's a savage. Like. Look what he's done now to Hampshire. Like, pretty much blew his title hopes out in one stupid pass where he wasn't even anywhere near the guy and just dive bombed him. Uh, yeah, he's in there. That, there's there's definitely five or six guys that can can run for the title of the biggest spaz out there for sure. No, I think with Freeze is like it's every round something happens. Um, you know, it's it's every or every, not every round. It's like it's practice sessions. It's it's every time he's on the track, it seems to like something's happened. And like I don't know if Honda had something to do with this or or like I don't know what it was, but I, I don't know if you know or, or are aware of this, but he's the only guy on that Moto Concepts team on the 21 Honda, so everyone else is on 20. Um, Tickle. And I Tom. did know that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that was the thing that Honda said. Hey, like we'd like to do some like serious testing, and maybe they thought like, hey, like you know, we know Freeze is gonna absolutely fucking wreck this thing. So like, <laughs> let's, let's see. Let's see how tough the bike is. Put Freeze on it. Honestly, man, like this is a thing. Like I know in road racing and stuff. Like my dad has had a, uh, you know, pretty, uh, you know, when he was at Honda, he had some some, some things that involved with the road racing team and whatnot, and and his time at Dunlop and stuff. And he would tell me stories about, like they would have purposely give parts to guys and bikes and, and tires and whatever to guys that they knew were gonna thrash them because they knew that they would get some like really productive info out of them. And oh, I often sure. I, I wonder if, um. You know, Honda said, "Hey, like, like, you know, we, we, like, let's give it to Freeze because, like, why would they give it to the guy that's barely going to make the mains? But then again, the guy is always there. He makes it the main every friggin' week, and like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, that's the thing is, we can, we can sit here and talk shit on him, but he, it's, it's uh, funny because he, he's actually a really good dirt bike rider. I mean, I'm stating the yeah. obvious here, but I, I just can't believe how the guy just year after year gets himself in every bit of shit possible." I mean, I, I think a big part of it is because he gets such good starts and has to go backwards, so that's always going to put him in the line of fire right there. But, but yeah, it's um, it's 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 pretty crazy. There's uh, there, there's those some guys where it's just like it's their pattern. It's every week some shit's going to go on, and they can't make anything of a series ever, you know. So, so you, you know uh, he, you know who he is, and and uh, and I hate. To, uh, hopefully he doesn't listen. I don't think he's going to listen to this, but he's. Uh, 
he's, and he's a buddy of mine, so I, I hate to say it, but he, he kind of reminds me of Mike a lot the event. Like, Mike always seemed to be, whenever something was going down, Mike was around it, and whether it was Mike's fault or not, there he was he was there. And Mike, Mike was just a little too whiskey for Supercross. Like, yeah, for, yeah, for like, one of the best outdoor riders in, like, recent memory, like, indoors just seemed a little too tight for Mike's style, you know? Like, he was... He was he was a bit of a nightmare in there for a guy that's been like on fifty outdoor podiums with three or four wins to to see what he's like indoors. It uh, it is a little sketchy, a little bit of a sketch job all around. Yeah, he was one. Like I, I was thinking about that actually the other day. Cause he's been. I talked to him actually probably once every couple of days. He'll send me a text or uh, thing on Snapchat or whatever, and and I've been watching him in the arena cross. He's been doing pretty good in the arena cross. Uh, he's riding the yeah. team. Um, I mean, the talent level isn't exactly super deep there, but he, he you know, he's been doing pretty well. Um, but I'm thinking about it. I was watching some old gray outdoors and whatnot. He, uh, like, I forgot just how good he was. Like, he was so good outdoors. There was a couple years where, like, I don't know if... I don't 08, know if 08, 09 on, on the Suzuki. Yeah, he thrashed, he thrashed himself somewhere along the line and missed some rounds. But when he was healthy, man, he was going as fast as anybody ever. Like he was just so ripping back in those days. Yeah, and he was the fastest guy on two wheels, I think, in the world at one point. Like he would have, oh. he would have beat anybody that showed up. And there was a couple, like yeah, I forget. I think it was his knee, or I think it was just the stuff that, like I don't, I don't know how it happened. Like I don't know if he killed his like thirty black cats or like smashing ears on his way to the track i don't know what he was doing but it was just it just there's a prime example of it wasn't meant to be like it just wasn't and it's it's a damn shame because the guy clearly worked hard i don't know what it was but like it was the it was the moto god paying the family back for all of the uh believe the hype stuff and all of the protesting and the mini bikes and stuff like that i don't know if you heard the the pulp show the other night maybe miltops was on there and man he did an unbelievable job he was one of the best co-hosts ever and uh, he was going on about some of the shit that went down between those guys, which was, you know, stuff of legendary proportions. And, I, I uh, heard. So I didn't. I didn't get to listen to that one, but I, I heard that it was. Uh, it was really good. I, I read a lot of vital stuff, and I mean a lot of it's garbage, but uh, I, they were saying that he was really, really good. Um, so good. Yeah. Like I never, I never knew Davey to be that much of a talker, but he was. Man, he was he was killing it. He was, his answers were well thought out, tons of good input. I thought he was really really awesome. They should be having him back because he he crushed it. Yeah, so I I think I don't know what Billy's doing, but uh, I was just I was just I gonna, think... gonna point out that Michael Lassie didn't race on Saturday in Supercross. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we were just talking about just like guys that were just yeah really we we we've, we've been rambling. <laughs> I'm still yeah, we were, I can't get we're just past talking your... about guys that were weapons. On uh, in, in Supercross, and we think Vince Freeze is probably the the number one. Forkner's actually probably number one because Forkner is so fast, got everything he could ever need, and he just I don't know what like he doesn't have a brain. Like the guy just he he's for for a guy that's won one third of his Supercross starts, he's the biggest shit for brains of any talent that I've ever seen. Like I can say that straight up. There's been a lot of guys that are nightmares. But just think about that for for a guy that is so good that he's won one third of his Supercross starts, but the other ones that he hasn't won, he's been on the ground. Like it's just and and year after year, what's this year four now, and he still can't get his shit together. That kid, 
uh, I have already said this once about mental coaching. That guy needs to sit down with somebody or his career is going to be done right away. Like you can only take so many pounding. Like I've always said that incredible raw speed, there's nothing that can make it go away quicker than a bunch of epic crashes like year after year. You know, then it's just like a boxer that gets knocked out, you know, a number of times or one too many times. They're never the same. I can just see Forkner just, I can, I can just see it just going away right now. You know, I think that potential, which could have been so great, I just think that he's just ruining it by pile driving himself. I think with him, I I honestly think, I don't know if it's going to be needed or, or what it is, but I think, I hope he's off PC. Like, I think he needs, I've seen a bunch of his tweets. Mathis has been on him lately too. Like, stuff he's been posting and all oh. the crazy shit. Like, he's just been, he's, he's just an idiot. Somebody needs to punch him in the face and say, like, who do you think you are? He is, like, the guy is a born shipper brain. Like, I can't, I can't say it enough. On the track, off the track, everything. The guy is a fucking idiot. I mean, yeah, you're right. He needs a new, he needs to be, I don't know, like, what does he need? Does he, does he need to be, like, at a baker's factory or he, he needs something to get his life on track? But, uh, anyways, I'm not a fan of his, anyways. I don't care. I, I like seeing him implode. Yeah, I I was uh, I was pretty I I hate to say this and it's you know I'm gonna get catch a lot of flack for it but when he went down and uh, was hurt I I kind of just went oh well like whatever yeah yeah uh, no he's crazy um, nobody will hear it Greg, Greg, Greg hey Greg nobody will hear it I've turned your microphone off <laughs> yeah I'm kidding uh, I still can't get past Hammer Times uh, Brandon Hartraft David Thorpe reference oh. <laughs> uh, is, is, is he David Thorpe? Uh, is he Heike Mikola or Pekka Vekkanen? He's one of the three. I just can't figure out which. He's a stiff man. He he doesn't look good. He looks terrible out there. He, he was a little better last night, but he's... Dude, man, he's, dude I, I was watching Old Motos, and I sent you that clip. I go, oh, my God, it's your living nightmare. It was uh, 1984 or 85, the whole thing. Was David Thorpe versus Andre Malherbe in England? The whole thing was those guys. All I could think oh, about was you. Man. Two of the two of the fastest guys on the in the history of the sport with the worst style. Like, <laughs> it's it's actually it's actually crazy to see how fast those guys can go with, with styles like that. Man. Like, there's there's novice dudes at Chicken Licks Raceway every Sunday that have better styles than those guys, and they were the fastest guys in the world. It's insane. I love it. So, they, uh, yeah, those, I, yeah, Hart, I don't know what deals, I mean, it's, Hart Ramp is going to be one of those guys that's, it's unfortunate, like he's, he's good, but he's, he's just going to be another, you know, support team guy that's going to, you know, make a decent living from racing bikes, but he's going to be like a, like a, I don't know, he's going to be like a, that whole HEP team was built or, or surviving because of Antsy right now. Like, I, I mean, that's the gap, like, I don't know. Is that guy paying for his ride? Like, I don't get what his deal is. Um, I think, I think Hartraff came in, like, he was last year, he got a podium outdoors last year in 250. I mean, the potential coming into this year, but man, it's gone bad fast. And he's a big, strong dude, too. It's not like, you know, he's too small to ride a 450. I can't figure out what's going on. He looks terrible, though. And that bike, those HEP bikes are fucking ugly to top it all off. So he's got nothing going for him. Yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm with you on that one. Okay, so we're talking about the 450 main now, are we? <laughs> well, yeah. I guess so. I don't, How about did you guys be leading us on here? You, you let us out. 
You let the bulls out of the cage, and this is where you're at. I know. It's, uh, I messed with the bulls. I got the horns. But so we, I heard you guys talk about uh, the 450. You were talking about Osborne, obviously, and stuff. But you watched that, obviously, that it was uh, AC that flinched, huh? And then got uh, Osborne into the gate. Yeah. And speaking of AC, I think AC's not in good enough shape. You last night kind of told a story, like, obviously his speed. I don't know. He's He's a bit of a mess overall, too. You know, I don't know. I, I, I thought, honestly, to be honest with you guys coming in, I thought it was AC's year. I thought he was going to win round one. And uh, now I see him, you know, making mental mistakes, tucking the front end, you know, fading. That's not a good sign. I mean, he's, he's, he, he was, he looked burnt out last night to me. Um, so I'm a little down on AC. I don't know what. Well, he's coming in under, a little under ready, right? Because he's nursing that injury. Yeah, that too. Yeah, it's one of those things where, unless you're injured, uh, there's zero excuse to be underprepared when you're making the money that you're making at this level, and you're not able to go. You know, it's it's one of those things where the I mean, it's been a couple of years now. It's changed, and and uh, one thing I realized last night is these guys are doing a lot of laps, but there's, it's it's not that they're doing a lot of laps; they're they're still racing the same amount of time. It's just, or they're doing you know twenty minute motos or whatever it is, but the the laps are shorter. Um, and they're harder because the tra- the track turns to such shit. Like they did 29 laps last week. So yeah. you you think about the pound in that track taken? Yeah, that's that's incredible. Yeah. So I mean, it's but they but they it's not like they just change it. You know, Tuesday before the race, like they've known about this. It's been this has been the format for a couple of years now, and they've known about what's going on. So there's no excuse to not be ready. Um, so I'm surprised Osborne didn't fall over at the gate when he you know got off the starting blocks because he's so freaking short. But uh, <laughs> um, you know that dude was on rails last night. Clearly, he was in shape. I, I something uh, somebody said, and I forget who where I saw it. Um, who was it? Uh, round one, the Baker's Factory guys seemed kind of flat. They seemed like they came in. Those guys worked super hard, but they seemed like they were overtrained. Like yeah, like yeah. they just seemed like they were kind of kind of tired. And this round, like, it seems like they're starting to get a bit more energy back. Maybe they're you know, Coop is obviously like Cooper Webb is obviously you know getting back into it and feeling good, and, and he's kind of the the leader of that that group now. Anderson is not, well, he's not there anymore. Uh, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, and and he should be. He yeah. should be there because he's freaking terrible. I mean, you talk you talk about a guy that looks like he's got way too much money, is smoking way too many blunts, and too busy hanging out with his uh, his video crew. Man, he does not look good. Like he. He got lapped one week. He he was only, I think, about 25 seconds off the lead last night, which isn't the worst. But, you know, he doesn't, he hasn't stuck a wheel in there yet this year. I mean, he's in his he's first ever LCQ. And, what's that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, I don't know. Anderson, I, I got the feeling he might be on his way out, man. It has not been a good year for him. Well, I think with him, is is he's, that's his plan. I don't think he, he plans on racing for much longer. I don't know. Like he's ever since Bobby Hewitt, which was kind of his biggest cheerleader, is moved away. He's been allowed to do his own thing a bit more. I think Bobby Hewitt was, you know, like I said, wanted him to be at Baker's and was more father figure to him and and made him, you know, kind of stay to that, you know, as much as he didn't want to do it and made him kind of put in the work a bit more and believed in him and hyped him up. And now he's like, hey, you know, you kind of do whatever you want. Um, so, you know, Anderson, anyways, going back to it is, 
is uh, it's changed. And, and what do we say about guys like, uh, you know, we're staying with the Austrian brands here. Like, what about Barsha? Uh, every he's year a match. Yeah, every, every year they say it. He, he wins, he's done this for the last three years. He wins the first round. I don't know how he does it. Wins the first round and then has, hasn't done anything since. Guy's an awesome rider. He's he's fast. We'll state all the obviouses, but man, like, how can it just be like this year after year where you'll win a race, two races, then get eight for five weeks? Then you know, I just I don't know why he can't put a series together. And you know, now that it's going the way it's going, I can't see him winning another race this year. Like well, this is the pattern. And okay, so he's sitting fifth. He's nine. He's seventeen points out of the lead. Did they show? I know he went down with Stewart, but did we see how that happened? No, but I think he went down again later in the race because he was making some ground and then he was back again, but that wasn't on camera, so I'm only guessing. But I think he might have crashed again. Okay. Hey, and I want to. Are you done with uh, Barsha, Greg? Do you want to say anything else? Um, I mean, he did have that round where he, he broke his shifter off and was stuck in first gear. That's impressive. So, I mean, so that's definitely got to be hindered. But I, I mean, he wasn't going to. He was coming from the back anyways. Like, it wasn't like he was in the lead and, and had that come back. I mean, I think this is kind of just the same thing over and over again. Um, yeah, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day for the last eleven years. That's yeah, exactly what it is. It's he's won this the first year. Like he won that first round, like handily. Like he won it, and that was his deal. Like he was doing jumps that nobody else was doing. Like he was the man because he wanted it. Like he really wanted it. He's like, yeah, I don't want to just fade away. Blah blah blah. And it's like. I don't know what he's doing since. I don't know. No, that you know what it is? It's uh, I got a buddy who used to do this too. If you go to the pub, he'd always buy the first round because that's the one everybody remembers. Yeah, <laughs> there point. you go. No, he's got no, a good point. point. Yeah. I know that bike is good. Like he's on a KTM. They, they openly admitted they they he's on a KTM. He's on a he's on a good bike. He's they painted the frame. They've got red plastic. That that bike is a proven bike. It's a yeah, and, and he and when he and when he's railing laps on it, he looks fucking good like he looks good it's it's the mental thing you know some guys just aren't born to put a series together and he's that 101 <laughs> yeah he's 100 percent. so sorry go go ahead billy we no no i was just gonna say what how come uh what happened to marvin Moosecam? why was he last didn't uh, see I, that I, I, I was wondering the same uh, but he until until he did um until whatever happened to him happened, he wasn't much either. And I thought that track was perfectly designed for him. No hoop skimming, technical, lots of traction. You know, he's such a beautiful technical rider. I, I, I didn't, I didn't predict this, but in the back of my mind, I thought he might win last night, but he did nothing. I gave up on him three, four years ago. I've, uh, straight up, I, I, I wondered how he kept his ride. You know, I'm being overly critical on a guy that, you know, would smoke me. Hundred feet out of the gate, I'd never see him again. But it's it's one of those things where you'd see him three times. He, he, you know what I mean? <laughs> but he, but he's just one of those guys that he he doesn't like to skim whoops. He's a super cross, like he races super cross. Doesn't like to skim whoops. He I hear that he complains of Baker's factor all the time. Like he doesn't like doing this, doesn't like doing that. He like I don't know. I think I've I've been hearing rumors that he he wants his contracts up. He's done. Like he's done. Done. Like he's retiring. Um, well, he could, right? He's another one of those guys that's been making that kind of money for 10 years. You know, he's, yeah. he's probably done. And, you know, he, who knows? Like, it gets to a point, too, as guys get older, you, some weird thoughts can get in your mind. You don't want to hang it out anymore. His brother got paralyzed. And, you know, 
Yeah, it, it's a, it's a rough sport, man. Like you look at guys. So that's what amazes me about Dak Osborne. You know, you're doing this since 2006, and you're still so fucking gnarly. You know, it's uh, it's a young man's sport. Like look at RC, man. He was out at what 28 or whatever. Like it's uh, so yeah. Maybe Marv's just. You know, and I, you can't count him out yet. He's the type of guy he could win next week too, right? So no, you're right. You know, I just mean like yeah. when it comes to if if I had a team and and I was the guy, you know, planning budgets, I wouldn't, I he wouldn't be on my list at all, um, unfortunately. So he'd be, it, it, I don't know, I don't know, I don't even pay attention to what he's doing in the results or anything anymore because I just I don't expect him to be anywhere, and it's uh, it's unfortunate because he's good, but like you said, his brother got paralyzed. And that, I mean, if that was me, I uh, I don't know what I'd be doing. So I, I, I may be overly harsh on the guy, but it's it's one of those things. It's your job. Hey, and your guess what? Do. You're you're a you're you're a, a media guy, and that's what you guys are supposed to do is uh, take yeah. the you're supposed to praise when it's deserved and shit on people when it's not. So if you're not doing yeah. that, you're not doing your job. <laughs> yeah. What's uh? So who's next, Billy? What are we? Well, I was just gonna. The German. Gonna... Why why did Harris call him the German all night long? That was weird. Yeah, he's been away yeah, for he... a while. Yeah, he called <laughs> he called Rocks in the German like like I swear it was like a dozen times. It was kind of weird. I, know. Like, it was, it was, I mean, he is German. We didn't have the but accent of Lee Diffie, so we had to point out the internationalism. There you go. Uh, here's what I can tell you. Last night was um, he's had a few moral victories already this year. I think the the biggest thing with him, like obviously speed, skill, charisma. You know, like he's got that in spades, man. Like he's such a hero in that regard, but. It's been a matter of can you shake this body situation that he's been fighting, and he's done it. You know, like last night, you know, you you get passed by, um, you get passed by Eli, you pass him back, you win the race. Like, so that's two of the three races this year he's shown that he's beaten his autoimmune disease, and uh, I think it's awesome. Like, he's the type of guy you need in the sport. You know, the big sponsors, the big logos. He's bringing a lot of eyes to the sport. So if he's winning races. Uh, the powers that be are happy for sure. I think, I think Kenny, I mean, it's, it's his first win of the year, but he's, he came in with the red plate. And I mean, we're, we're kind of jumping ahead going to the, to the, the winner of the, the race. But I think, I mean, I think this is his year. Like, I think this is the year that he's been building up to since he switched to Honda and like he was dominating the early, early rounds before he, like, I think he, that year, like, the first year he switched to Han and he beat Dungey by like 17 seconds or something. That one round, like one going away, like he was gone. Oh, um, yeah. And before the, the crash, you know, with the arms and everything, it was, uh, I think this is coming back. Cause like I said, he was the fastest guy. He was the fastest guy in qualifying. He was off by a fair bit. I think he was like second or third, maybe in fourth fastest. But when it came to the main, he was, I honestly didn't know what was going to happen. That was one of the best races I've seen in many, many years. That was, uh, I was sitting on the couch like, holy shit. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm loving this and I don't know what's going to happen. And yeah, uh, that's, that's the role that the other guys don't want him to get on is just starting to believe again in his fitness and his durability because yeah. speed wise, that's a freebie, right? You know, everything, yeah. everything for him is a freebie except for this conditioning situation. So, you know, you see nights like last night, it might, it might, it makes me think that. It might be a little rocky for the rest of the guys for the rest of the series. Well, I think with him is he, you know he had a son, and some people are uh, you know some racers they uh, they kind of take a step back because they look at the bigger picture in life and they realize you know I I can 
this is more of a job to me and you know i gotta i gotta be home get home to my son and blah 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 and, or my kid or whoever and uh with him i think he realized like hey like i gotta i gotta provide for like this is my job this is what i gotta do and he motivated the shit out of him to to really step it up and taking the outdoors off and getting that grind ending that grind really changed him and He's been yeah, married, married, married with kids. No more hookers and blow. Easy to get in shape when you're not living that lifestyle. Yeah, he's uh, the dude. He's gnarly. Last night was unreal. Like he went off the track. He let Kenny by. He admitted, or not Kenny. He let Eli by, and and you know he said he's like I didn't want to get docked. He was smart. He was in his in his head appropriately, and you know he he was smart because he you know he didn't want to get docked or anything like that. And then he, he passed him back the next corner, and then. Was, not gone but Eli had nothing for him straight up had nothing for him the rest of the race so um that's the last thing Eli wants and I don't think anyone's gonna have a ton for him the rest of the year yeah and Eli's not his best Eli either he's his that that incredible I'm gonna just drop everybody or go through the pack speed I mean it's not there yeah he's won a race and stuff like that but it's not the spectacular Eli we that we haven't seen that Eli yet this year so, you know, and Cooper Webb, you know, I get, you know, there's another guy. He, he's won a race this year, but his speed is not, you know, thrilling by any means. So Kenny's the one guy. He gets the starts. And when we get into the stadiums where the, where the whoops are real, so to speak, where they're not breaking down and cupping out like that, there's another gear for him because, you know, him and uh, Mookie are by far the best guys in the whoop. So he's got that to look forward to. I, I think, I think he's going to win a lot more races this year. Yeah. So the podium, uh, last night was Kenny, Eli and Cooper Webb. And I think, I think with, I think with Eli, this is, he's never a great starter to a series as they've mentioned, like he, you know, he didn't do well the first round and then came back on the second one and then, uh, you know, whatever. But I think with him, I think, Winning the Supercross Series last year was the best and worst thing that could have happened to him. I think with him, it's he won and that was great. Like he realized he could do it, and then he also realized he checked that box. He was no longer chasing that. Like, hey, I've got the plate, I've done it. I'm, you know, almost thirty years old, and and I've got and I've got so much money. I always bring that up because it, it's a factor, man. It gets to a point where. You got forty million in the bank or something like that. God, how motivated can you be to hanging out on a on a ditched out supercross track? You know, there's always that too. Yeah, there's very few guys that. I mean, I I say this, and, and some people agree with me, some people don't. I think Chad Reed was one of the only guys that was one of the hungriest people when it came to money. The guy, you know, year after year after year, wanted it more and more. You know, he was in his thirties and still put in the effort. I think most of some years, you know, obviously near the end of it last couple of years he wasn't really into it but when he was in like 2014 15 like he was still in it to win it and he was still could win it any night and uh and uh you know he was in his like 35 at that point Eli's I think 30 at this point and I think he's he's I think he's done like I think it's not yeah I, I could I could just see him hanging it up even when he's still winning races I could just see him retiring you know yeah if he's pulling RV and just say you know what I'm good yep just saw look at look at RC I mean like yep just won my last race I'm out See you later. And that was the end yeah. of him. So some guys just they pull the plug, and I could see Eli doing that because he he strikes me as a guy that he's not doing this for the love of it. Like that's the thing about Reed. Reed loved it, right? And I I don't know that Eli necessarily loved it so much. He's probably just like gonna go. I'm gonna make a ton of money and get out of here. That's the way I feel about it. 
yeah, it's no, you're right. Reed still loves it. I mean, I saw some uh, videos the other day of him riding at his old property with the Lawrence brothers on his uh, KTMs from last year, just putting in laps on, on a supercross track. He still looked unreal, you know, yeah. chubby, but it was still looking good. So, uh, you know, he still obviously loves it. But, and then there's Cooper Webb. Webb is, uh, uh, Webb's, you know, Webb is one of those guys that can show up and win at any night. He came from way back, had to battle with some pretty good guys. I don't know. I think he's good for a win or two for the rest of the year. I don't think he's, I don't, he just, I don't know. He, he, you know what he lacks? He just lacks that tiny, tiny bit of raw speed. He's, his racecraft is obviously, it's been well documented. It's second to none. And he's as tough as anybody and he's a dog and, and everything else, but. He, his wins come a little bit harder than a lot of the guys that win in my mind. I just think that he he just doesn't have that magic speed. You know what I mean? That that AC, that Roxon, you know, those guys that can just, or even what we saw from Chase Sexton before he got hurt, like that crazy fucking speed. You know, I don't think he's got that to work with. So if he wins, it's going to be because of other guys, maybe misfortunes, or it'll have to be a really tough, gnarly track where guys are making a ton of mistakes. Um, you know, obviously he gets it done, but he doesn't get it done with uh, being touched by the hand of, the, of of God with the speed department in my mind. Yeah, that's something we already touched on the track a little bit, but let's let's roll back to that because I think that was something we could talk about. It's, it's uh, there was only one, I think, one section of whoops, and it was. A 90 degree right before it and a 90 degree after it. It wasn't a section that you could get a lot of speed into. And I think that should, would have favored a lot of, like a lot of guys were jumping through them. It wasn't one you could come in and just hammer through and blitz. Like it wasn't after a triple or anything. Um, you know, we carried a lot of speed into you. So it should have benefited, benefited guys like Cooper, who doesn't like to blitz them, those kind of guys. And then, yeah, totally. Except, and then, except uh, Eli like was going wide and blitzing them. What's that? Eli was, it bit him, but uh, Eli was going wide and blitzing him the whole time. It was kind of making uh, edge of your seat stuff every time. Then he did go down, but he was going, he was blitzing him hard. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like it wasn't one you could carry a ton of speed into. Um, Like traditionally, like, you know, a long set of whoops that we're used to seeing. Um, You know, you're usually like a shorter set and a longer set or bigger and and smaller set, whatever. Um, And then when it comes to uh, uh, the rest of the track, it was like kind of like, smaller you had to make small changes so like i mentioned earlier with the over under um there's a low line and a high line and i think that's kind of where it was there wasn't like a lot of a guys could you know quad something or triple something and somebody else wasn't doing it it's a lot of the same line and i think that's where it was hard to kind of make up a lot of you had to make up time in the corners and they mentioned it last night um guys were like ac for example was going wide and a lot of stuff and, and that's where cooper got him after those two big floater doubles Cooper would go inside and still, you know, come up over that wall where AC was going wide, and there was no need to go wide. It wasn't like he needed speed to do the jump. Um, so it really came down to the line choice, I think, last night, and, and that was a big factor, I think, in the overall. I mean, the rest of the pack, not so much Kenny and uh, and AC, but but those yeah, two guys. stuff like that. That just favors Cooper so much. Like that's what he's he's good at for sure. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So, hey, I think we also, if we had a guy like James Stewart out there, he might have thought of something different to do in that uh, up onto the step on and the off and the triple and the 
Because that really seemed to be awkward to the guys. It was popping them up way higher and slowing them down more than they wanted. I'm still in tears that James isn't in his prime and out there every week. That guy was, <laughs> God, what a freak, man. I loved watching him ride. Of all time, far none, hands down, there will never be another James Stewart. Like, fuck, what an awesome guy he was. His, his, his just, he was just such a freak, right? Like, he was, he reinvented tracks. He was so whiskey. You know, again, this is the obvious, but man, it just, when you brought his name up, it, it, I had a little tear running down my face. I missed that guy. I watched the uh, 2014 Toronto Supercross. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Ago, and that dude was so heads and tails above Ugh. everybody else that night. I was there, and I just remember watching it, but not really realizing just how insane it was at the time. And watching it, you know, on TV, because you miss stuff when you're watching it live, of course. And he was just so next level. Um, oh. stuff, stuff that he was that's doing. It. That's the best call, man. That honestly, that Toronto 2014 in the Buds Creek when he crashed in the first turn and passed everyone. But on the kids, five, it, yeah, kids, if you're listening, go to YouTube right now and pull down the 2014 Toronto Supercross, and you'll see something that is not humanly fucking possible. Like that was incredible. Yeah, he, uh There's been nobody like him since, and that there, I don't think there ever will be again. He, uh, yeah, that. absolutely changed the sport. And I think I, I'd like to see, I don't know if it'll happen. I don't think Sexton's like that. I mean, Sexton obviously has been training with him and riding with him. He's his riding coach, which is pretty cool because I didn't think James was going to do that with anyone. I found it kind of weird that of all people, it was Sexton because Sexton isn't, isn't really like a flashy rider either. But yeah, yeah. He's a, per- he's a perfect rider, but he's not a flashy, flashy guy. Yeah. He's, a, he's like a doesn't put a wheel wrong kind of guy. Obviously, in that, that crash that put him out right now is not his fault. I won't say that was something he did wrong. That was just a, a racing incident that just happened. It was just not a. I don't which, think he did which, wrong. which was a total shame because nobody would have beat him that night. He was no, fucking he was ripping. Oh, and, yeah. and and how good he looks! Like he's like a, he's like another Christian Craig. Like just perfection on the bike, right? Yeah, you know he's uh, he's a big big kid, big strong kid, which is another thing. That I think is going to help him. He's big. He's like he's not a skinny little guy. He's, you know, he's going to do well in that big bike, and, and uh, he's young. He's like early twenties, so he's you know he's got a long career ahead of him, and um, we'll see. You know, but like I said, that injury that was one of the gnarliest crashes I've seen in a long time. And, and yeah, uh, that was a bad bad pounding. I was I was I, I hate seeing stuff like that. Brutal. Yeah. One uh, one thing would maybe I mean we kind of touched on the race a bunch, but like. This some will touch on kind of an old school, new school, and then obviously, you know, Billy as well and everything is, anyone notice that a lot of guys that wore, uh, neck braces in the past have ditched them this year. Has anyone noticed that as much as I have? Yeah. I think year after year, it's been going that direction. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure I like, because I'm not at the local tracks and stuff like that, you know, I don't have my, my pulse on stuff like that. I, I, I've got no answer for that. Why neck braces are. It's it's funny, yeah. It's, it's, uh, Billy, have you noticed that too? Like with so Anderson was a uh, Anderson wore it forever. Um, Barsha was a big he's wore it forever. Uh, Sexton was a big believer in it too. He wore the Atlas. Uh, a lot of these guys were wearing them. Those are three big big guys that I remember. Um, all ditched them this year, and those were two guys that wore them for years and years and years. Um, they must so, be, they must be watching those those rhino voodoo videos on instagram <laughs> who knows but uh i just thought it was, it, we were just talking about his crash and, and you know you wonder how 
um, you know, what would happen either way, like good or bad, but it's just one of those things, yeah, it's just that you, you, you're not wearing it anymore. So, um, do you guys, uh, do you guys, do you guys follow, uh, Rhino on Instagram and watch his, uh, speeches and stuff? I did. Uh, I did until, uh, recently when a guy passed away and, uh, I said, yeah, I know where you're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, Rhino said that he needed proper coaching and, uh, yeah, I started preaching. I, I know that wasn't cool. Ryan, yeah. Rhino, man, I'll tell you, like, I, he's, he's a little bit like, I, I can't, some of the stuff he says, I'm with it and some I'm not, but I'll tell you, in, in a way, he's like, it's a bad car crash that you can't stop watching. Like, he's fucking out there, that guy. You know, some for the good and some for the bad, but man, he is out there. Yeah, he is, uh, he's, there's a lot of guys that he's, he's something else. He's, uh, he's, he's, uh, I don't know, he's, I don't even know. Like I said, I followed him all the way up until uh, until that video came out, and I just said I I think I need a bit of a break. He was uh, that was a bit much for me, and uh, you know, yeah, he's he's a car you want to watch because you're like, what the hell is this guy gonna do next? Um, I think it's funny, like all the things that he's uh, trying to tell everybody that how they should live their life. Like you would have to be unemployed to have that much time in a day to do the shit that he does, crawling around on his hands and knees on rocks sitting in a sauna going into an ice bath ice bath to sauna sauna to ice bath like i think he i think he forgets that people have real lives but i don't yeah, know like, i i i just his i like a crazy motherfucker and, and he's definitely got that down yeah he's uh you know it's, okay here's another throwback for another one of these ogs um and then maybe we can edit this out later <laughs> i'm not editing so hurry up <laughs> i died uh, so Donnie Hansen, this is a good one. So Donnie Hansen does these videos on Instagram and uh, always posting. Here I have uh, this rider doing this and this rider doing that. And uh, and so I was talking to one of my buddies that works in the States and the, the media. And I was like, he was like this, I don't think Donnie actually works with these riders. Like, does he actually work with, like, I think it was one of these guys, I forget it was a Christian Craig or somebody. And he was telling me, he goes, he goes, he doesn't work with any of these riders. He just takes videos of them riding post them and says that he's telling them what to do <laughs> and God. He, he has nothing to do with what they're doing he's just telling he's like yeah i have uh you know rider a working in this section of the track and and uh you know I, I, this is what he wanted to work on so this is what i have him doing meanwhile he has nothing to do with it and he's just posting it and it's it's just like he's known for this now it's just hilarious what he's like go, go on his stuff and you'll see, like, go on his page and you'll see it and you'll be like holy shit like this is hilarious that's funny. I mean, you know, I, I, I do know this. He did have a pretty decent head injury at one point, so maybe got some stuff going on with that. But, yeah, that's funny. I didn't realize that. I thought he was involved with some of these guys, but who knows? No, he's, he's, he's not at all. Like he's, I'm sure he does, like, some riding camps and stuff for sure, but he's, he apparently just shows up at these public tracks and, and just starts filming people and, and then just posts it and says, like, he's the one who's telling them what to do. And, and I get you know you're trying to promote your, your schools and stuff, but he's, he's got nothing to do with what they're doing. And it's just uh, to speak of this social media platform uh, kind of stuff. It's pretty funny. Social social media is truly the gift that keeps giving, man. You get to follow all these crazy fuckers. I I know I spend too much time on Instagram. I'll be straight up about that. Oh, I do too. I'm a big uh, big Instagram guy. <laughs> it's uh, I wanted to delete it a few times recently but with the movie coming out and everything i had to uh to keep it on so there you go you got anything else for us there billy boy jeez i don't know i want to 
subtract some of it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That was no, it was great, guys. It's always fun. I mean, I think we covered everything, but uh, so you guys are kind of seem to be hinting that you think Roxon's about to head on a roll. I think so. You know, everything that we've already discussed about him, I you know, I think, um, I think, you know, this is a big thing to say because Eli Tomac's in the mix too. But I, I like, I think Ken Roxon's the best dirt bike rider in the world. And as long as he can, um, as long as he's got this autoimmune stuff figured out, I think he's, uh, I think he's the best, you know, he's just got it all going for him. And, and, you know, if, uh, unless this thing rears its ugly head again, I think he's going to be rolling and probably roll it right through the outdoors as well. He's in a, yeah, I agree. He's in a, he's a, he's in a good spot. He's a dangerous guy. And last night it, it wasn't a fluke. Like it wasn't. Like a bunch of guys crashed. He raced arguably, you know, he raced last last year's champion. You know, Eli didn't win last year by fluke either. The guy straight up won, and and he he raced them head to head, and and he didn't take him out. He didn't do anything. He got he passed him. Yes, Eli did crash, but then Eli passed him back because you know technically Ken crashed in a way too. Like didn't actually crash, but but he went off the track and and whatever same thing, and and he passed him right back and then pulled away. So I think, you know, it's, it's, and Ken looks strong. Like Eli didn't look weak either. Like it was to the, the, it was to the sports elite. Yeah. The best of the best. It was awesome. Yeah. It was one of the best. I, like I saw something on vital today and, and I don't agree with it, but they said like, is that one of the best races ever? I don't think it's one of the best races ever, but it's one of the best races I've seen in the last five years for sure. Yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. Hey, one last thing before we uh, sign off here. I just wanted to, um, I just wanted to congratulate you, Greg, about your uh, awesome video that uh, you and your dad put out, man. I thought that that was so well done. One of the best videos I've seen under that umbrella. And uh, just uh, hats off to you, man. And, and I'm glad you're doing well. And hats off to your dad. And uh, why don't you give your video a little plug there? It'd be, I think there's a lot of people out there that could use a, a watch of that video. I thought it was really inspiring. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. That uh, means a lot coming, like I said uh, the other day, from an OG like you. And, and uh, you know, it's it's gotten a lot of, uh, a lot of, there's, you know, Billy and I talked about it. It's, it's not getting a ton of, you know, we, we, you know, we, we, in our eyes, we think it should get like a million views kind of thing. But I think it's every view that it's gotten, I think it's been, is, is someone's taken something from it. And it's been quite a, a authentic, uh, perception from everyone and it's been uh you know i think it's just the, the first stepping stone to something that's going to be a lot bigger in the future um you know we, we produce something that i think you know this might be a tad bit long-winded so i apologize but it's uh you know it's something that needed to be done and i need i think it needs to be done in this fashion too i think a lot of people have dabbled on it and done things in their own way and tried to, to do things in a certain way and i, I definitely like to go bigger or not do it at all and I've tried to do it for a couple of years. And finally, you know, with uh, our friend Jeff uh, committing suicide last year, and, yeah, or sorry, two years ago, um, you know, I guess it, well, I guess it'd be, yeah, is it two years ago now? Year really, how do we count that? I year don't know how that works. Year and a half. Year and a half. Um, um, you know, it, it's, it was just kind of a real kick. And I said, like, you know, it's time to do something in the sport that's given us, given me so much. And, and, and uh, you know, I really want to take it and run with it. This year, I really want to do a lot more and, and, and not make it so much, like, not so much doom and gloom. I really want to make it a bit more 
happier and like I don't know, kind of make it a lot more. I don't know. I've got some real good plans, and you know, we'll keep, definitely keep you in the loop because I really appreciate the the support you've given me. You know, since it's come out, and, and uh, you know, we'll keep you in the loop. And yeah, and, I'd uh, I'd appreciate that. I got I got a lot of respect for people that put things out there. You know, it's um especially stuff like that that's personal and 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 not easy. And it's it's such a thing that there's there's not one person on the planet that isn't touched by that in in some way someone that they someone they know is suffering from it and from what i know about it which which definitely isn't a lot but i i know that it's one of those things that people can't bury that stuff you know and i think videos like yours uh you know are a good reminder to everybody that they've got to face those things and not keep them bottled up because if they do that's when you know the the bad things can happen like it's just happened to our friend there you know last year so uh, so good on you, man. Every little bit of that that can bring more awareness, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, thank you very much. And I, I'd like to build a bit of a community around it. And it, you know, motocross is a is a pretty masculine sport, as we like to, to claim it to be. Right? It's all about being, you know, as tough as we can be and as gnarly as we can be. You know, and and not not showing any weakness and not this and that and whatever. And you know, there's there's something to be said about just being yourself and being a being a personality and, and uh being real and yeah you can still be a badass on a bike and, and be uh you know fast dude and be a champion or be whatever you want but like there's something to be said and, and uh and uh, you know to the young guys coming up there's something to be said about being marketable and being real and, and maybe this is something that we can use to our benefit you know in the future and i, I don't want to sound kind of weird saying this but you know we've, we've always been looking for this idea of of marketability and, and people like how do we bring in more into the sport? Well, maybe this is like the missing piece of the puzzle, like realness, like being real. And, and you know, I don't want to say this in a way that it's about money, but like maybe this is part of it. Maybe this is part of like we've, we've been trying to find this, this little bit that to get our sport to the next level. Well, maybe we need to stop looking like a bunch of, a bunch of jocks and, and, you know, tatted up SoCal bros. And maybe we can start looking like real humans that, like to race our motorcycles, you know, and do some jumps and, and shit like that. Maybe we need to look like totally. Yeah, man. Well said. I think it's, uh, I think it's great. You know, it's, uh, it's such a, such a touchy subject and I'm glad not just with what you do, but with the, the way that the whole world's treating that now, it's, it's kind of out in the forefront. It seems like to me and, and I know it's helping a lot of people. So that's, that's deadly. Thanks very much. Appreciate that. Yeah, and I, I just want to add too that I know when when Greg first pitched the idea kind of thing, and in my mind I kind of had a picture of how just how good it could be, and I think when I saw the final project product that uh, man with Greg and his dad, your dad was just a star in it. But Joel, Kim, the, the way you guys put it together, it was exactly as good as I thought it could possibly be. So I was like super impressed. I'm just just really proud to be a part of that. Amazing. Right yeah, on. Yeah, that's what I that's what I thought too. Like. It wasn't just the fact that you did it, man. You guys fucking killed it. Like it was, it was just an awesome, awesome video. And you know, it's uh, the, the, to me what I liked about it is it showed a lot of humanity. You know, you like you and your dad just come across as such, such normal, down to earth guys, right? Like you know, it, and and I think that tells the story that you know a, a kid like you, that you know, handsome kid that's you know, been involved in a masculine sport and everything else, you know, that showed that, you know, that that stuff can creep up on anybody, you know, so I think that's going to raise a lot of awareness and break down some barriers, you know, as well, just that approach that, you know, or that, that the way that your video put that, you know, message forward, so. 
But uh, real quick, and then so you know, we talked to my dad, but it's one thing that uh, you know, Hammer, you come from a a, a different time too, and it's it's uh, you know, my dad is uh, my dad's been around this sport for fucking I don't know, I don't know how many years now. It's been been forty years, I think. My dad's sixty eight, and he's been he was worked at Pirelli, he worked at Dunlop before he was at Honda, and he uh, you know, he's he's had dinner with like Malcolm Smith, he's gone to test tracks with Rodney McCoster, like the guys. The guy's like been around and done a lot of cool things. I mean, he's really downplayed it. Like nobody, he doesn't really, he doesn't talk about it very often. He doesn't. He's a real humble guy, and and like to this day, like JSR will still. Every time I see JSR on the track, he asks me, "Hey, how's your dad? Like, how's how's your dad doing?" My dad, when he worked at Honda, was the guy who uh, originally when JSR came up um, and was going to ride for Blackfoot. He wasn't actually going to do it. He was going to he was going to stay in the states. And one of his um, things in his contract that he wanted was uh, a gold link for his, his mom and his stepdad and Honda Canada wasn't going to give it to him. This is kind of, this is an unknown story. Nobody really knows this, but I guess maybe we'll take this off the, the, the podcast. But uh, um, uh, my dad actually worked at a dealer locally here. It's all staying and, on, uh, so be sure. No, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe really we will cut this one out. No, maybe, I'm not. But, uh, okay, well, anyway, so they worked together and uh, um, basically got it for him. And, uh, that's how, that's how it all worked out. So, uh, oh, that's sweet, man. So like, like, yeah, like, you know, he's known JSR for a long time. He's, you know, he worked with the guys machine and, and like Medley and Raymer and like all these guys locally and Pomeroy and he's on Golly since Golly was on eighties, you know, and, and he's, he's guys. So it's, uh, you hey, know, Greg, like a lot of guys. Greg, yeah. you know, in 1987, your dad sponsored me with Pirelli. Come on. Yeah, there we go. I forgot all about that. Like it, his 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 top hire in his career, right there, that <laughs> Billy Rainford. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, and even to this day, like my dad got more shares, uh, I think, out of it on when he posted on his Facebook from guys in the industry than than I did in the industry. <laughs> I got a lot of personal friends and stuff, but they were like singing my dad's praises. He he plays a big part in that, um, in that film, and that was kind of the idea. But um, a lot of my like my dad's friends obviously didn't know what had happened you know, with me and, and everything and which is fine. That wasn't you know, that's it's, it's wasn't part of the, the plan anyways, but uh um he killed it. Like he absolutely killed it. He wouldn't have it wasn't so yes it's my story, but it wouldn't have been told as well and it wouldn't have been nearly as successful or, or been what it is now without him and, and Yeah, that's uh, what that's what I that's what I was saying. It, there was a ton of humanity in that story, you know, with your dad being involved in it like it was like i just can't believe how good the piece was like in 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 its entirety it was awesome yeah we're going to do some stuff this year that's going to be kind of a road back to walton that's the plan and and uh do a bit of a mini series and i want my dad to be involved a little bit and uh we're working on some some stuff so yeah we'll definitely keep you in the loop just because i appreciate what you're you know you're saying and and uh you know we'll uh we'll, we'll work on it and we'll, we'll let you know how it's going so thanks very much man. deadly Hey man, uh, hey, thank you. Congrats. Hey guys, I, I think I heard. I think Heat One is about to start for two. It's it's Tuesday. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that. Eh? I can't wait for Tuesday. I'm stoked. I love it. <laughs> they should be honestly. They, they should be doing this. I know it's not going to continue on, but like, I think this should be a thing. Like going forward, they should be racing more often. Like this is. I love this shit. Like they should be doing it Saturday and Wednesday for a long time. Like, yeah, I mean, well, you can't if you're a privateer trying to get to the next track when they make you go Seattle to uh, Orlando. No, no, I mean, but like doing it at, 
that's the same facility. Like, oh, if I they, see. If yeah, they yeah. can pull it off for a bit, like, I think this is something they should continue doing because it's been, and I've actually heard that it's been, it's been good, like, for the privateers and stuff, right? It's not as much. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Much. So it's something they can continue because a lot of these stadiums stay empty um, during the week. So if there's something they can pull off where they can do back-to-back weekends, I've I've heard it on the forums and stuff that this may be a a thing they continue doing. That'd be sweet. So, sorry, buddy. Hey, anything else? Anything else in life you guys want to drone on about? Not kidding. Uh (laughs) No, but hey, guys, that's been awesome. Thank you very much for doing that. It's good to. uh, Good to get together. I don't know if we'll do it again on Wednesday, but uh, I appreciate your insights and stuff, man. That was fun. Um, anything else anybody wants to sign off with? I guess we, uh, I guess we've said it all. Yeah, no, that was great. Thanks very much for having me, guys. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next group of races here. Yeah, same here. Thanks very much, Billy, and thanks for having having the chat, Hammer. We'll talk to you soon for sure. Okay, boys, have a great week. You too. You guys too. Bye bye. Signing out. Bye bye.